Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Somebody Save Us. It's finally season two. And my name is Paul. And I'm Ashley. And this week we are talking about the first episode of season two. Huh. Imagine that. It is called Vortex. And we're going to get right into it. Uh, First, I'm just going to ask you, Ash... Uh, what do you remember about the first time you watched this? Um, hmm. Well, obviously I remember that like the tornado situation was like way out to freaking lunch the whole time. And I'll never, I'll never forget the end of the last episode of season one with the three twisters, like coming like directly for Lana, like the whole time. (laughs) And she got sucked up. I just, I thought that was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Like, I know that I'm sure that can happen in real life. I don't know much about tornadoes, but anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, (laughs) I just, I, the absurdity of like having the, uh, uh, the doctors just readily available. There was like 50 doctors in that hospital just ready to take on all these patients in Smallville, like this tiny ass town. And, you know, having the shelter at a movie theater and they put it on the marquee. Like, <laughs> tornado <laughs> Relief Center. I'm like, that's a fun movie. I'd go see that. Like, that they, got, like they got that up in a fucking hurry. They sure did. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's an it's a good way to kind of segue into the next season, I think, because, it, you know, you had the whole Chloe pining for Clark in that first season, and then it all kind of just becomes a big old bust. And so now we're going to get to Chloe being all dark and emo-y because, you know, she denied Clark Kent in the first place, but then she's like, but he didn't chase after me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you have hit your uh, episode quota for shitting on Chloe. Oh, no, uh, that's just the first time. No, we haven't just, hit quota that's yet. Just okay. That's just the beginning. You haven't even started. Okay. So actually, I guess to, to just go, not really, I guess scene by scene. Um, so the episode starts, like you said, like, uh, we get like the recap from season one and then but, the sorry starts. i just want to i'm sorry i have to interject just for one second only because it's not even really a recap of season one it's just a recap of season one's final episode so like for anyone who wanted to just jump in and not really watch season one you're not going to get a lot of context like you kind of you have to watch season one it's not they didn't do it yeah. like netflix does it nowadays where they do no. good recaps of the whole season it's just like here's 20 seconds of that final episode and here we go but anyways yes yeah. please continue. i mean i guess yeah that's the thing that's a good point is that they i don't even remember how much time they had off between seasons like i think they probably even back then i guess it would have been like the season would have ended i think in like may Season season one might have ended in May, yeah. and then they are back in September. And I think it was that cadence all the way through the series. Like, it was basically yeah. started in September every year. Um, but yeah, like, this episode is legit 20 years old. Uh, like, uh, it came September 24th, 2002. God damn it. Yeah, so in the very beginning of the episode, you see the ship fly past into the twister and then all of a sudden like you said in our last episode the disc flies out of it 
So uh, we have to pause, okay? Because because I had to research this a little bit more. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, Kryptonians are a highly culturally and technologically advanced people uh, with technology far surpassing Earth. And again, I'm sorry, I'm still miffed. They couldn't get an octagon to freaking stay inside the ship, the life-saving ship that carried little embryo Clark Kent, like, off into space. I'm still miffed about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I watched that episode again just, this morning and I was just like, this is so dumb. Stupid ship. <laughs> Piece of ship. Piece of ship. God. Anyways, yes. So you're right. Yes, that is the start. I'll, I'll stop complaining about the ship now, okay? No more ships. That's that's okay. Um, but like, uh, it's qu questionable, like, did it have like, obviously it had some kind of homing beacon to find Clark because it goes directly to the tornado. Um, and, and then inside the truck, you see Lana, like by this point is like a hundred feet in the air and finally decides to get on the floor of the truck and she swam. Uh, That's how you do it in a tornado. You swim through. Yeah. <laughs> and then Clark busts in there and like, you see him like jump in and you, he climbs on top of her basically Mm -hmm. And like he's he doesn't say anything. I, maybe he does scream out to to her or something. I can't re really remember. I, th I think he says like it's gonna be okay, Lana. And then, but she like kind of looks over her shoulder and sees like actually sees that he's there. But then the truck is torn to pieces, yeah. and then we flip over. We're back in the mansion where Lex is standing over Lionel. Uh, and he finally kind of snaps out of it and decides to help him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's debris falling all over them. Like it kind of, there's a few really quick jump cuts in the first few minutes while they catch everything up. Yeah. Because season one was like, this is almost like a two-parter, right? It ended on all that cliffhanger, oh, this devastating thing happening to every character. And now we're kind of like, okay, now here's the aftermath. Here's the fallout, the conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we talk about uh, Lex Luthor's dad for a second? <laughs> or Mr. Gaslight, oh. as I like to call him. Like, holy <laughs> jeez Louise. <laughs> like, honestly, I, the gaslighting. So the one thing that I, that I did appreciate of Smallville for what I did watch was that it gave me, like, a whole new perspective on Lex Luthor because... When you, like, watch Superman the Animated Series, when you read the comics, yeah. for the most part, you just know Lex Luthor is, like, this egotistical, rich, maniacal guy who just wants all the power, right? Like, that's just who he is. You don't really get... Control. At least, yeah. And, and you don't really get the snippet of, like, w what made him that way. And so, as I watch, even out of this one episode, I'm like, yeah, I could see how that would fuck you up. <laughs> I could see. Yeah, and... The the entire series, I mean, without going without spoiling really anything, Lex's entire arc, if you take the entire series, yeah, is basically is it nature or is it nurture? And that's the big question. And that question is somewhat uh ambiguous for many seasons. Like mm -hmm. it's not like he's not just an evil dude. He's got, he had a really fucked up childhood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he, he actually decides 
you know, he in that moment that he's going to save his dad despite everything that his father has done to him. But what does he do, um, Paul? What does he do before he saves his dad? Motherfucker he has, he saves his dad? Motherfucker hesitates. Hesitates! That's all I'm going to say, and it yeah, lingers over the, him. He was... <laughs> So in the in the in the episode prior to this, he kind of was already in that. Am I gonna? Am I gonna hesitate? Am I gonna save him? Like his dad's under that beam, and he's like, eh, maybe I just walk out of the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, so Jonathan Ken is chasing Nixon down, um, and we kind of see Nixon pocket that uh, the tape from the camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see kids. Uh, Cameras used to actually put a physical tape into them. Uh, you see, tapes, you would record uh, media onto them, and then you'd put them inside a machine, and you could play them back uh, yeah. in an analog form. That, though, that audio know, was sound- burned right onto the ribbon. It's magic. It sounds made up, but it was real. <laughs> it's magic ribbons. He comes... Uh, like Jonathan catches up, and then there's some good old fashioned Jonathan Kent fisticuffs, just some beats the shit out of them. And, uh, also, and then they also sorry, I, I'm 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 gonna interrupt you so much. I'm so sorry. I just have so many things I want to say. Um, Clark Kent's dad will here too and forever at, since this episode be known as uh, Daddy Kent because Daddy Kent. Daddy Kent did some stuff, man. And I was like, oh, Daddy Kent, damn. Like, way to protect yours. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the presence of mind to not get flattened by a trailer when he chucks Nixon down that hole and then jumps in after him. Oh, Problem is, is now they're trapped there. Yeah. Um, I think they cut to just Lana. Uh, Lana is in the field, like Clark has is kind of standing over her, trying to wake her up, mm-hmm. and then um, it, I think it goes into the credits from this point. Like this is like they finally got to the point where they like roll the credits, and the yeah. credits are different from season one. Okay, so when I watched, it skips out on the credits because I got to watch that free YouTube business. So what was different? <laughs> was this one though? Was it Twisters that come in and like circle around Smallville, or am I just thinking of the movie Twister? It's, uh, there are a lot of scenes still from season one in it, but one of the major differences is that Eric Johnson, who played Whitney in season one, Mm. he's gone from the credits, and John Glover, who plays Lionel Luther, is in the credits. Oh, okay, dun-dun-dun. And in my notes I had, uh, that I wrote 500 years ago say the uh we head into the whitney the whitney list and lionel full credits <laughs> i didn't really like whitney though i kind of hated him he was kind of a dick bag he, he served his purpose and he was a giant piece of shit yeah yeah <laughs> then it was time to flush him down the toilet and bring in a new piece of shit <laughs> okay. Just in time for the bigger douche to come in. Well, yeah, like you're saying about the so about the Smallville Medical Center, it's just in it insanely implausible how good this medical this small town medical center is. Like it's they have really amazing health care. Amazing health care. Yeah. <laughs> they probably did okay during the pandemic. Let's just yeah. say that. 
<laughs> they didn't need to wear masks. Doctors hey, easy. Let's keep, let's keep politics out of this podcast. Okay, sorry. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but and yeah, I'm you're right. And, and then friggin' Clark, like, yeah, drops her off. And yeah. then immediately is like, I need a doctor. And someone just turns around and is like, I'm a doctor. And just, like, <laughs> he's, he's like, right bye. There. And he pieces out. He's, he's got other things to do. And I totally get it. He's got like 3,000 places to be and only like 50 seconds to get there. So, I mean, yeah, he kind of ditches Lana. But she was fine. Minor concussion, people. Just I mean, fine. you know, yeah, Clark is Clark is like, okay, Lana is safe here. I'm going to go check on Mama. Yeah. And so he's like, yeet, runs home and finds her like in the storm cellar yeah. and finds out that the ship is gone. And Daddy and, Kent went on full rampage. Uh, oh, Daddy. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> uh, we have fun here. I do. <laughs> uh, uh, and then man. we go back to the medical center, though, and we find out that Lionel is super fucked up. Uh, he's got swollen vertebrae resulting in a partial loss of nerve control in his legs, a ruptured spleen, and severe trauma to his optic nerve. Mm-hmm. That's the eyeballs. <laughs> Sorry. That's, Sorry. That's the eyeballs. Not as low as eyeballs. I don't know why I went Mr. DNA with it right there, but. That was very medical. But I, I, I get it. We're talking about a lot of medical stuff. It's basically Grey's Anatomy up in here. So, so Lex, despite this being like rock star. Smallville Medical Center, Lex starts making a request to have a medevaced to Metropolis General, but it's not going to happen. And so he just tells the doctor to do everything he can for him. It's just kind of like the Lex thing. And Lex hears Lionel calling out for him. And like he makes the case that he's going to bring in a specialist. And he's going to do everything he can, Dad. And he, uh, Lionel interrupts him saying he saw the look in his eyes. That hesitation. But he saw the hesitation, and then uh, Lex is very affected. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Daddy. I I just want your approval. I'm so sorry. Oh. He's not even, Lionel Luther isn't even the good daddy. Freaking get Daddy Kent's approval, Lex. That's all you ever need. Daddy Kent. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, Lionel serves a very specific role in the series for a long time yeah yeah um and he kind of sorry go ahead you first he kind of well i mean it's going to be a long time before he gets some redemption arc stuff going on but okay it happens eventually okay Uh, well i'll be waiting for it and i'm gonna see if it's actually a redemption okay that i'll be the judge of that judge jury and executioner um (laughs) do you think Okay, because, like, how, refresh my memory, how do Lex and Clark in season one become buddies? Doesn't Clark, like, save him somehow, or they, like, bump into each other? Like, how do they become, like, buds? It's kind of creepy, because uh, Clark is walking on a bridge, and Lex hits him with his car. Right. And they go off the bridge, and then uh, Clark pulls him out of the car, and resuscitates him and then from that point Lex is just like we're best friends now <laughs> you're not you're my new obsession and 
And it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a 25-year-old man. I'm going to start hanging around with grade 10 kids. <laughs> oh, Christ. Do you think um, that Lex's eventual distaste for Clark, because I'm sure it's going to happen eventually, right? They become enemies eventually. Yes. Do you think a lot of it kind of stems from his deep jealousy that Clark has with his own dad? And then, like, uh-huh. not all... Yeah, because not only does Lex have a shitty relationship with his shitty father, like, he can't even get Daddy Kent's approval. Like, guy saves his life in the end, and you know that handshake wasn't real at the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like you, you start to see some of that as even season one was going on, mm-hmm. that, that Lex would see how, how Daddy was with... Uh, with Clark. Yeah. And yeah. really jealous. Yes. I mean, All right. in a, trying to be a cool dude with with a bald head and cool clothes kind of way, but... Whatever, man. I totally worked at the time, okay? That was the look. It did. It, did. <laughs> it, it worked then, it would, and it would work now. Absolutely. Michael Rosenbaum, um, anytime. Ball cap. <laughs> Just blend it. Blend <laughs> it. Oh, Christ. Yeah, so, um, where are we uh, in the episode now? So, we're at the kind of part where um, we're kind of back underground with Jonathan. Yes. And uh, he sees that Nixon is pinned under that plinth. And, like, Nixon thinks he's going to bash his head in. And then Jonathan, uh, like, hoists it over his head and, like, stabs down to free him from of his... Course. Freaking idiot. Okay. Daddy Kent, he's a daddy, but he's not always that smart, kids. Okay. Some people just need to die. That's, yeah. Yeah. But there's like, there's a little bit of a time difference. I think it's maybe even like the next day or something because we're at, uh, we're back at the medical center and Chloe shows up to see Lana at the hospital. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. But she's just leaving. And as they talk, like Lana goes over what she remembers. Um, and Chloe, you know, you know, like, like so, Lana's from, like having weird memories of like, was Clark actually there? Because it yeah. doesn't make sense that he was there because he was yeah. at the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and so Chloe, like basically the whole first season, she's like so distrustful of Lana because even though Lana's with Whitney, She's like, oh, Clark and Lana are totally going to be together, but I'm still going to go after Clark for whatever reason. So then they're at the freaking hospital. Lana just survived a twister. Like, she's got a mild concussion. And then Lana is the one freaking consoling Chloe about the stupid dance. Like, oh, you guys, if it's any consolation, you guys look cute together. And then Chloe's like, "Hmm, it isn't. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't help, actually. (laughs) bitch oh my god fuck chloe (laughs) 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 oh christ so um i think after that it's like yeah lex and clark meet up in in the the barn barn. and this is really funny because like clark is like looking around like looking inside toolboxes and stuff like that Like, like hey your dad isn't in those what are you doing pieces of them could be Never know. <laughs> no. 
He could be going to worst case scenario. We don't know how his mind works. He could have been vaporized. That's right, exactly. Daddy dust everywhere. <laughs> Daddy, are you in this toolbox? Daddy? The part where like Clark is like trying to be a good friend about because like Lex goes and like, oh my dad's really hurt, and Clark's yeah. like, yeah, at least you know where your dad is. <laughs> Motherfucker. and then the thing that like the whole freaking in every interaction that clark and lex have in this episode is just again it's like okay so i know lionel is a total gaslighter with lex but then lex totally gaslights clark and is super narcissistic because like when everything starts to come to light about Nixon and the reporter and how like Lex knew him and bit and they have that whole confrontation and like Clark is asking him like genuine questions, basically like trying to define their friendship. And then like freaking Lex is like, Well, why do you think I would be here? What do you think about that? Like he never actually answers. He's just like giving these freaking half ass sh- shitty questions yeah. back at him. Like it's, mm, it's so annoying. Yeah, they're their inability to have like a straight up conversation is another element that just continues. Yes. And I mean, yeah. And they're both at fault, obviously, because they're both hiding secrets. Like Clark hides his identity and Lex just hides, I don't know, like every single secret under the sun under his bald cap. But like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) no, he actually did shave his head for like, Several seasons. Oh, really? Oh, man. Good for him. Yeah. Really good. Really, really. I mean, I think at some point they got the technology where he didn't have to necessarily be super thorough about it. Right. Like they could yeah. blend, like, blend it digitally. But I'm yeah, just saying early that's, on, that's dedication. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so they they're at the barn and they uh, like Lex agrees to help them. And then I kind of just from the lighting inside the barn, it feels like that there's like another time jump and it's nighttime and they're in the woods. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Who's in the woods? We, do we flash to them looking for his dad? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And like, they're walking around and like, they look uh, like Lex looks up in the tree and sees Nixon's car Yes. But Lex, like, knows it's Nixon's car. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when he's asked by Clark, he denies it, right? Like, of like course. you said. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, are you really out here? Because then, then he tries to call him, right? He tries to call Nixon that night while they're searching. Yeah. And then, then Clark's like, oh, trying to find Nixon after all. Yes, OB. And... Then that's when he's like, are you really here to help me look for my dad? Or are you actually here to, like, find Nixon? Because, like, then Lex Which is, is like, it? oh, I heard he was, like, trying to hurt your family. I was trying to protect you and all this, like, lying. And then he's like, well, which is it, my dad or, or Nixon? He's like, well, what do you think, Clark? Why else would I be here? Like, that was his answer. I'm like, that's a bullshit answer, Lex, and you know it. You know it. Because that thing is when when Lex calls Nixon, we get that scene inside the mausoleum where, yeah. like, Nixon goes to answer it, and as soon as Jonathan hears Lex's name, he's like, he grabs the phone and smashes it. Whoosh! Set the wall. Yeah. I told you, freaking daddy can't, man. He's giving bad daddy vibes in this whole episode. Like, this whole, he's mad on dad. a rampage. He's a mad dad. A mad he's dad. a mad dad, mad lad. <laughs> <laughs> Hee-hee. Um, 
yeah, so that part was like pretty intense. I do enjoy every single time that uh, Daddy Kent freaking lays it on Nixon, and I just mm, it was so satisfying every single time. Because kudos to who. Kudos to whoever casted that reporter. He definitely fits the bill of like super sleazy, sleazy reporter. Yeah, because that's the thing. He shows up the first time he shows up in season one is like not even that consequential of an episode. Like it's mm-hmm. just kind of midway through season one. Yeah. But then he shows up near near the end of season one. There was someone who saw Clark use his powers, but you don't know who. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like the next episode that he actually tries to kill Clark by blowing up a truck. Yeah. And actually confirms, you know. Well, he's just trying to test he- it out. I mean, any 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 person with logic who thinks they see someone do something superhuman, obviously the next experiment is blow them up in a truck and see if they survive. I just feel like that was the scientific method. Yeah, and so yeah. at that scene where, where the Talon is all of a sudden just a tornado, tornado relief center, like you said, um, it I guess it they they established that it's been twelve hours since the end of the storm and how long Jonathan's been missing, okay. and he's kind of uh, uh, he kind of he talks to her about like the meteor shower and what that must have been like, but like what's somewhat implausible is that like she can so clearly remember stuff that happened when she was three years old. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that is possible, especially when it's a traumatic thing, like watching your parents that are standing in front of a car going, hi, sweetie. And then getting hit by a, by a meteor. Yeah. yeah. Like on the head. (laughs) I guess that's something that probably haunts your dreams for a couple of decades. It it might, it might stick with you uh, a bit gonna need some therapy after that one yeah yeah and so do you do you feel uh, like do do you feel like though because lana and mrs kent are like kind of like buddy buddy while they're having Mm -hmm. their time together and then mrs kent is like i'm just so glad that you and clark have gotten to know each other better she is totally being like lana's little wing lady there she's like by the way if you want to get into my son's pants like anytime okay that's basically your ticket in honey like it's fine (laughs) approved approved (laughs) the stamp is there that's right (laughs) she's like just get him away from chloe as quickly as you can please god yes yeah but um she like like martha has more of a minor role in the episode, but she like, again, she does have those couple good scenes where she talks to Lana. And then like, there's a, a scene earlier where she talks to Clark a bit and yeah. she's just like good mom. And she's going to hang out and like help with the phones and whatnot. Um, yeah. She's going to volunteer but, at that tornado relief center. That was like, I didn't even know really what they were doing the entire time. Cause like, there, like, there was no designation of, like, anything anywhere. It was just, there were just random boxes strewn about on tables. And they were like, this is our relief center. Like, this is where all the relief is. Anyways, yeah. I just thought it was very so, poorly put together. But that's okay. It's just me. Yeah. It, it's like that that next scene after, I think it's, it's just kind of, like, underground. There's, like, a brief scene where, uh, like, Nixon and Jonathan are talking and... Like Jonathan sort of like reveals that oh Clark might not be able to find them because he can't see through lead. Yeah. And yeah. 
he's like he can see through things. No and like, way. No way. Uh, and then again, it's like Lex comes back with his tail between his legs to like he somewhat comes clean a little bit. Yeah. Like talks about like oh he's he's he was trying to sell information on the Kents to Lex, but he's told them to fuck off. Yeah. And uh, and he says that they're gonna use the cell towers to triangulate where um where you know nixon is right yeah. like they'll be yeah. able to find it within one mile of the tower yeah um i think it's is that that's the scene where chloe and pete and clark are out in the woods and yeah. Chloe kind of just like, is just like, Oh, I think it's a good idea if we remain friends, just friends. And Clark's like, yeah, cool. That's great for with me, with me too. And she's like, Oh, <laughs> oh you make you agree with the thing that I totally like said we should do. And then you didn't deny it and chase after me and come down and beg for my like hand and like, Oh my God, freaking, but you know what? Okay. I shouldn't like, I shouldn't judge because they're supposed to be like high school kids, right? Like it's very, very, it's very high school with like, you don't want to get hurt and you're just like, Oh, it's, if you don't want to, it's fine. And everyone's just awkward around each other. So like they really amped up that awkwardness. So kudos to them. Really good yeah, job. I mean that's because, but she says a thing and he's like, okay, that I can, I, I can get off the hook because he, I think he feels like he let her down and that he, his guilt is such that he's like, well, I, I guess I'm lucky that she even still wants to be friends with me, like that's where he's at. Yeah, I suppose. I th- like he, because he did seem like he wanted to kind of like redeem it, right? Because he was trying to make plans with her. Like this is, yeah. this is. This is where I got super, like, frustrated with, like, Chloe at that point. Because, like, Clark, like, initiated everything and was like, hey, we should talk about this. And, hey, I want to make it up to you. Can we get together? Blah, 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 blah. And he tried to make a date with her. And then she was like, you know, I think we should just date friends and, like, you know, la-di-da. And, like, you kind of see it in Clark. Like, I, I don't know if he necessarily was like, yes, off the hook, sweet. But I wonder, like... Because I like I do think he had feelings for some reason for Chloe in season one, and like it, yeah, so it wasn't like you know he was like forced into it or anything like that. So I think he does like regret it, but again, they're like these awkward teenagers, and he's not gonna like fight her if that's what she says she wants. And he's like you know he's a dumb teenage guy; he can't read between the lines, so he's just gonna let her go. And he really is like very aware that Lana is available now. Yeah, he is. And so therefore, like Chloe just kind of resumes her role as a friend. And he's like, okay, good. Everything is status quo. Yeah. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Jeez. <laughs> um so while they're searching, I think underground by this point they've tried to escape, but it's caved in and they're like running out of air. Um and then Jonathan kinda there's like a little bit of lore behind like uh the first time Clark used his powers and like they were very like at the last minute decided to not have Clark looked at by a doctor because they knew if he went to a doctor and this doctor couldn't poke a, a needle into his arm that would be that's a wrap yeah uh, they would take so him away they never they uh they they did not have him vaccinated <laughs> No vaccinations for Clark Kent. 
I don't think they make kryptonite vaccinations, though. So, I mean, in all honesty, what else does he really need? I don't think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but so anyway, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he he says, like, it was maybe a mistake to have never, like, you know, done that. But like being hit, being Clark's parents are kind of like a is, is like a duty. Yeah that they took on like obviously he came into their lives for a reason and all this other stuff and of course nixon being the slime ball he is is just trying to look for any moment yes to get out yeah well and so the thing is is like yeah you're right so when they're talking about when daddy kent is talking about not dropping off clark and they kept him and blah 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 blah, blah um he does say he's like Maybe it was a mistake that we didn't send him to these scientists, to these doctors, but it's a mistake I would like gladly make again because I got to be Clark's parents, right? So the thing that I that I love, because it kind of solidifies why superheroes kind of keep their shit on lockdown and they don't share their gifts with the world and why it's so important yeah. for superheroes to be super selfless is because you have, like you say, Slimeball Nixon, who's like... Oh, with that kind of power, like, oh, imagine the wealth, imagine so the, the power I'd have, imagine the influence, imagine blah, 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 like all this crap. And it's like, well, no, you should use it for the greater good. And so, you know, it's, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just a really good way to kind of whenever you have that conversation with people and they never understand why superheroes are so selfless. Like, that's why people shitty people shouldn't have superpowers. You know, that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, they, um. They after that scene, mm -hmm. there is the kind of back into that deep sea story where Lionel is still in his hospital bed and like uh Clark Whoa. like Lex is asked Lex is asked, Well, what do you want to do? Uh we can proceed with this risky thing and you know, potentially lose more function and Lex is like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. Almost it's without hesitation. He's like, uh, proceed. Yeah, hopefully he comes out a vegetable. Fingers crossed. Yeah, he, he could be a vegetable. <laughs> um, um, okay, but oh, I want to go back really, really quick, because I did make a little note here. Okay, so in the scene yeah. where they're digging a tunnel, where Daddy Kent and Nixon are digging a tunnel out, they, yeah. have they not gone past, like, the mausoleum wall, and they are now just digging out of dirt? I feel like that's the case, yeah. So why the hell, when? because when they were digging, that was when Chloe and Clark and Pete were all there looking for him, and Clark couldn't see the hole in the in the ground? Like, he could be... Excuse me? I Plot hole, plot hole. I, I call plot hole on that one. He should have been <laughs> able to see them trying to tunnel. He should have seen two freaking skeletons, just like... Skeleton hands, little skeleton <laughs> hands. He's like, gotcha, aren't those like boom rats. hands? <laughs> Anyways, I'm just I'm just calling plot hole on that one because I feel like he definitely should have been able to see them while they were tunneling. But yeah, should have. It's possible that they were doing that. I'm trying to think of if that was at the same time they were out there. I think because they were calling for them. Yeah, and because I think they could hear them, but they couldn't. Yeah, so 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 they were the uh, Daddy Kent and Nixon could hear them talking above them. Yeah, I I have the freshest memory. I literally just watched it. So, anyways, uh, so they're as they're digging, they hear them talking above, and they're like, "Oh, it's Clark!" And they're like, "Help us! Help us!" And then Nixon gets all crazy, and he's like, "No, I gotta get out of here! Like, let's dig faster!" And then it starts the cave in. 
So while yeah. all that happens, like, yeah, Chloe, Pete and Clark are up top and Clark x-rays and looks at the, you know, just the trailer and doesn't see anything below it. Not even the tunnel that's past the lead walls, but it's okay. We won't talk yeah. about that anymore. <laughs> um, and then like, yeah, they, they're like, I, I think I hear something. I swear. I think I hear calling or voices. And then they're, they don't hear this cave in, like they don't hear the, or feel yeah. The rumbling of rocks. So, like, I don't know. Maybe that whole like ground is just covered in lead, and Clark just can't see it's, it. I don't it's know. It's just, it's just raw. It's just lousy with lead. That's I guess <laughs> lousy with lead. That was clearly a lead mine. <laughs> so, but there, there's that scene where they're like, I think it's right after the the scene with like Lex and telling the doctors to to proceed. There's, I think it's just back out at the farm, and they're talking about like the maps where they are likely to be, and then. Clark, I think, gets it in his head. He's like, there was a trailer there, and he speeds out there yeah. and, like, flips that trailer upside down. It's, like, one of those early scenes of him using, like, his actual strength to yeah. do something like that. Um, and he goes down there, but, of course, the second he gets down there, he gets a tummy ache. Because of what? Because Wait. of the kryptonite. <laughs> he gets a kryptonite ache. Yeah. And, of course, like, the second that happens, like, you know, fucking good old trusting daddy is just like, oh, uh, we got to get those rocks away from him. It makes him weak. <laughs> Nixon's just Stupid like, move. fills his pockets with rocks and then drags them out of there. It's like shoving him in Clark Kent's mouth. He's like, just shut up and just take it. Just take it. Eat rocks. Oh. And then, oh. like... My this this scene is hilarious because like Nixon's out walking around and he's like drag lays Clark down and he pulls out his car car paper and he's like bloop bloop yeah with the tree it's like ah oh, shit <laughs> okay no and the the best part of that scene and I want you to go back and watch it because it's so funny once he realizes his car won't start all of a sudden friggin' Daddy Ken Panther leaves on him. <laughs> <laughs> whoosh and just comes out of nowhere and i'm serious like somewhere there was a trampoline and he bounced on it and he bounced oh, yeah. his way over to nixon and just totally pummels him to the ground and it's like bam 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 this huge intense fight but of yeah. course you know da daddy kent is too nice so he holds back because he doesn't want to kill the guy and then what yeah. does what is what does nixon end up saying uh i'm like you i'll kill for my story yeah and he hits him with that piece of rebar which must have yeah i could really hurt but Ooh. then like Lex shows up and literally commits murder. Yeah, he does. It's a dude. <laughs> he gets away with it because he's rich. It's yeah. fine. Rules don't apply. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang. Bang bang. You dead, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, and so and with that, so like Lex saves Daddy Kent from being murdered and you know, even though he saved his life and, you know, like I say, at the end, there's that handshake and everything like that. I'm certain like five, six, seven, eight episodes down the road, Daddy Kent is going to be like, remember that time that he murdered that reporter? He's a he's a thoughtless murderer. And it's going to be like, well, he did it to save you, you dumb dumb. Like, holy. <laughs> he saved your life. Yeah. I don't <laughs> care. I'd rather be dead. I'd rather be dead in the ground. Than wrong. Yeah. But, like, it, it really is one of those things, too, where it's, like, Lex kills him, but it was, like, now I'll never find out what he knew. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it really, it really was the only way it could go. And this is just a thing that happens. People that really find out about Clark and find out a lot about him, they're going to die. Yeah, for sure. Almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Three episodes max and then you're done. So. <laughs> or, or they are found to be insane and they're thrown into this like crazy, not quite Arkham Asylum type place, but yeah, like, like the raft something similar. Basically. <laughs> but it's like it's like a very easily escaped place as well. You got to give Superman something to do. Like yes, yeah, yeah it's got to put pe- people away. <laughs> um, yeah, like yeah. Uh, I was gonna say something. I have something in my note, and I can't remember what it is. Oh yeah, okay. So at the end, when they're shaking hands, and it's like, oh, here's to a fresh start. Fresh start, my ass. Okay, there ain't gonna be yeah. no fresh start. With Daddy Kent and Lex Luthor, there's always going to be, and I totally get it because, like, we're old now. We we can totally read people, and we know when our you know younger people are shitty. We totally know it right off the bat, right? Like, pretty much, our spidey senses tingle. So, like, I get you know, Daddy Kent's got like a pretty good handle on who he believes Lex is, and he's mostly right. Because um, because yeah, even though he did kill Nixon to save. Uh, daddy's life uh it was also to like protect his own ass to be like yeah now though he'll never know what nixon knew but at the same time he's like now i'm saved like no one can ever like nixon can't wrap me out and the truth will never come to light so yeah and and lex's uh little investigation can continue differently on the the down low down low but there's so there's a there's a very uh very emo scene where uh chloe is at at the torch on her iMac, uh, deleting the photos from the spring former. But when it comes to empty the trash bin, she just can't do it. No, it's too heartbreaking. She can't. She's got to keep them. Yeah. Um, uh, let's yeah. let's let's talk about the end when uh, Lionel is out of surgery and yeah. Lex goes back to see him, and they have this like. It's the weirdest conversation. It's the fucking weirdest conversation. So his dad is like, oh, like, I, you know, you saved my life. What does he say exactly? He's like, he gets all fatherly about Lex saving him. And he calls him son. And he's like, you know, you saved my life. You you know, you made the right choice. Then he says. He says. Uh, but he then. Says- he knows that Lex said to go ahead with the operation, which is exactly what he would have done as well, but that they both would have been wrong because now Lionel is blind. <laughs> so basically, we're disrespecting the entire blind community right now. It's better to be dead than blind in Lionel Luther's eyes because he would have been like, yeah. yeah, I can't see now, so I might as well just be dead. Like, F every other sense and other people, millions of people who get by being blind every day. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a dick bag. What a raging dick bag. The that is like the second to last scene because we always end episodes with a Lana and Clark scene yeah. in the loft and there's always Coldplay playing. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, but she yeah, like she um, she starts talking again about what happened in the truck, and Clark just puts on his poker face like, I don't know what you mean. Uh, that's not possible. I couldn't have been there. 
Yeah. It um, sounds so fake too, because he sounds so sincere right up until he like legit just gets up so he doesn't have to look at her. And then he's like, but that's impossible. Like it's like his voice goes up like <laughs> three octaves and yeah. Let me go stand by the window here. <laughs> that's totally not a lie. Yeah. Anyway. And yeah, she yeah. she kind of is just like, well, you're gonna you can't hide forever and and then she kind of just heads out. Uh and then um the sun kind of sets over the cornfield, then we pan downward and we see the ship laying there. Freaking ship. And that's the end of the episode. You know, uh, uh, don't forget Daddy Kent and Clark's very heartwarming little moment together when Clark says, it felt like I was flying. What? Yeah. 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 As they walk amongst the sunflowers. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to throw that in there because, like, that's at that point, that's when the flying ability starts like to come into play, like a smidgy, like a little bit. I don't. And they really—that's going to be a long time before he's like actually flying around at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of like forget about it. It seems like for a while, like, oh yeah, remember that plot point in season two? We should probably revisit that in season seven. There's there's some stuff like in like the late seasons where he's doing like Hulk jumps. Oh god, nice. Those okay. like super long jumps, but yeah. like never flies unless he's like uh, under the influence of like different kinds of kryptonite where it's not him controlling his body. Oh. And that How much does stuff. he have to snort? A ton. Oh, just what a thought. He's got to <laughs> smash up a lot of them rocks. Oh. God. Uh, so, man. As a season premiere, how many dead reporters out of five do you rate this episode? <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going to be like just a teeny bit harsh. And the only reason is because they really didn't give, in my opinion, a lot of cliffhanger to go on to the next episode. Like there's not a lot that except for like the spaceship there wasn't yeah. much, right? Everything felt like it wrapped up. So it was almost like that was the season finale, in my opinion. So I'm going to give it like a three and a half dead Nixons with bullet wounds in the chest out of out of five. Just because it felt like more of the actual season finale. It felt like a closer. And there, it's like if there was never any other episodes, I would have been satisfied. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it... A similar score. I'm going to give it three out of five dead Nixons. Um, <laughs> at, but you got to remember that this is like during an era of television where like we're still doing like 20 to 24 episodes of TV and like there are just straight up filler episodes. That's true. That's um, right. And really like the having that little hook at the end of the episode with the ship all that's telling us is that we didn't forget about this plot point we're gonna it's gonna come up and i don't know if it necessarily comes up immediately mm -hmm. in the next okay. episode because yeah. the next episode is a sexy time episode Ooh, okay Let's remember this by the description so i guess this t what i'll do is i'll read the description for next week's episode i love it which right. is Heat. Oh, boy. Uh, Lex marries Desiree Atkins, the new teacher at Smallville High. 
unaware of her true motives, that he is not only the only man that she has been flirting with. Meanwhile, Clark struggles to control his newest power, heat vision. <laughs> That's going to be like a super dick. <laughs> <laughs> Puberty. Puberty. <laughs> okay, heat vision. All right, all right. Heat vision. And it has... It's the one with, like, the sexy substitute teacher. I remember the sexy substitute teacher. All right. That's okay. That's a episode. Okay. Get the lotion and the Kleenexes handy, kids. We're going into sexy time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Uh, and well, on that note, on that note, I'm going to be the one to say it. Somebody save us. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs>